the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Very excited to have a new guest come on to the show. Today it's Jack Moore from TheStreet.com. I was at the gym this week. Sure enough, I look up and I see a guy named Jack Moore. And I was like, hey, he's going to be on the show. Jack, tell us a little bit about your background at TheStreet.com and, and who you are. Hey, uh, thanks for having me on. I, uh, yeah, I've been here for about a year. I came from Barclays and uh, I, I was working on Mad Money with Jim for a while, but recently I changed and now I'm managing uh, his charitable trust along. Uh, so it's Jim and I running that so uh so yeah i just started about a week ago but it's uh it's fun what does he like to work with he seems he comes across as animated to say the least on television he's he's great i mean he's actually really easy to work with he uh you know i think he he's he's really excited about pretty much everything so it's a pretty infectious passion so uh so he and he's you know i can't i can't live on the two three hour a night um, sleep that that he he does, and he uh, he understands that somehow. So <laughs> so he uh, I can't get up at 3 a.m. like he does, but um, but he doesn't mind. With that said, you're here to discuss a couple topics, so let's get right into them. Walmart they reported earnings this morning. A little bit of a mixed bag. What do you have on it? A couple interesting things. They they did well for the, the actual quarter. It was the fourth quarter for them, but then they issued guidance for this coming year, and it was very disappointing. Fell, um, fell you know, ten ten percent below uh, street estimates. But I think what the um, in, in the two things. It's first they announced that they're going to increase their wages. They're going to pay by next year um, instead of minimum wage. Minimum wage uh, and. They also, and so that's going to cost them a billion dollars. And they also announced that because of their international exposure, their currency and currency fluctuations is costing them $10 billion this year. So, I mean, those are a couple of things that I, don't, I think people didn't realize, and, uh, and that's why I think the shares are selling off today. With that said, has Walmart lost their way? Um, and is it a bad sign? Because I've always said, like, because Walmart doesn't really pay terribly well, that's why it used to be such a good investment. Are they starting to, I don't, I don't know, maybe uh, succumb to the public demand, the media's demands? It's a good point because they are, and, and they have to. I think they got away with it for so long in the kind of brick-and-mortar age of retail. They were so dominant. They were the lowest price, and, and, and really no one could say anything. I mean, they, they you know this. Like, they never cared about what anyone else thought, and they would always just say, okay, we're going to pay minimum wage. We're going to bully our employees. They would lay off employees just uh, with a snap of the fingers. But now with Amazon uh, in there, so many other retailers uh, cutting their costs, I mean, they're not the, the, the go-to. They're not necessarily the best prices anymore, and they don't command that type of 
uh, pricing power and the type of power over the consumers that they used to. So they have to bow down to some of these media claims because that is affecting their business. People are like, okay, well, if, if we don't really respect Walmart as a company, we can easily go to Amazon. That wasn't the case in the past. So I think that the, it, there has been kind of a seismic shift in, in their control over the retail environment, and we're seeing that in, in these decisions that they're making. It's a very unprecedented move from them. And ultimately, it's a thumbs-up move because it makes me feel a little bit better about going into a Walmart. So it is winning that social acceptance, per se. Sure. Exactly. And I think the one thing to note that is separate is that when you see like $10 billion of, uh, of foreign exchange exposure, and, and, and that's going to uh, cut right off the top line, you, that's why you know, I've, uh, Jim and I have, have been saying this for a while. You've got to be really careful with any type of company that you own that, that is exposed internationally because there's a rolling thunder of bad news. Let's move on to another topic, the Apple car. Good idea, bad idea. Uh, I'm kind of mixed on it. I think it's an interesting one. It's always interesting to hear that Apple's developing um, a new product or, or looking into a new product that has such a uh, high selling point, especially. I think that – I think I heard you right before uh, we – we, you went into commercial break talking about the replacement cycle. That is a negative, obviously, if they're going to build a connected car. But if they, yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, is that they, for them to grow, they need to get outside of just the devices and the tablets and whatnot. And um, this is like for a five to 10 year trajectory. And, and, and the connected car, I mean, the, they have the engineers and programmers better than anyone in the relationships to uh, to, to create something pretty remarkable. Um, I don't know if that, I mean, that, that's also a huge decision. So I think maybe they should focus on the watch and focus on other type of products or maybe maybe just inserts into the car rather than an actual car because it's, it's, it's really a huge undertaking and it, and it would kind of uh, mix up their, their earnings and their, uh, in kind of looking at their results because that's a, that's a completely different type of product than anything else they're selling. Yeah, I don't quite get it. I'm not smart as some of the people at Apple, so I don't have to get it. And again, maybe it's you sell it at break-even, but you buy more watches and you buy more phones and you buy tablets that go inside the car. Maybe they've got a trick up their sleeve that I'm not thinking about. And, uh, you know, I can appreciate that. And it'll be fun to talk about for the next five years, if nothing else. Yeah, well, everyone loves uh, uh, guessing what they're, what's going to come out next, and, and no one really seems, including myself, <laughs> seems to be able to uh, to pin them down because they always come out with a, something out of their sleeves that's surprising new and that uh, totally surprises the market. And that's what I love about them. We own, we own it in our portfolio. And it's not the first time that Apple would be going after something that we didn't think needed a revolution. Um, when the iPad was introduced, people said it'll not, no one will ever buy that. It doesn't have a keyboard. When the mm -hmm. iPod came out, it was replacing big, bulky MP3 players, and you know that instantly won people over. And the phone, same thing. People didn't think we needed it, but we did. So uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and sit back and watch the next couple of years. Yeah, Let's talk I, a little I another topic that I saw come across from you: Mattel and Hasbro, um, toy companies now. I have to imagine toy companies automatically suffering because kids are playing mom and dad's iPhones. But what else do we need to know about Mattel and Hasbro? It's a, it's a tale of two cities or two to toy stories. And um, I'd like to compare it to, to Hasbro's, one of Hasbro's products, uh, Monopoly. It's, Hasbro basically has the best properties right now. They have, um, you know, uh, they're on Park and Boardwalk. And then uh, and Mattel is basically has some, you know, shamble properties on, uh, on Baltic or Meridian. And, and I say that because Mattel's products are like American Girl, Barbie, 
um, you know, Matchbox, Hot Wheels, and, and that's kind of, I mean, that, that, that's popular in the 80s and 90s, but, but that's really fading in relevance. But Hasbro, what they've latched onto is like all the figurines and like uh, they have con- uh, relationship with Disney so that every time a new movie comes out, like Guardians of the Galaxy or we're looking at Jurassic Park, you know, uh, uh, Star Wars, that they get the um, first look, they get to manufacture the figurines that are associated with that. And those are still huge sellers. So that's actually, like Star Wars alone is uh, sold like $500 million worth of toys when the last movie was came out. So Hasbro ha- is, is into all these branded products, and I think that's the smartest play if you're going to be in toys because the, just the traditional products like a Barbie and American Girl, I mean, those things aren't selling anymore. And is the Barbie not selling anymore because the millennials and the Generation Xers are conscious that she's got a fake figure and the millennials and the Xers are conscious that we shouldn't be going in McDonald's because the food's just not quite what it should be. Is it the millennials and the Xers that are changing the fortunes of decisions tied towards Mattel? I think it's that, you know, the, a lot of the millennials, you know, the people growing up and the parents now are, are, are those who grew up on, on like Disney and Nickelodeon and all of those products okay. are, are within Hasbro. And so Barbie really isn't, you don't see it on the screen, you don't see it on the computer. It's not something that's really relevant outside of just, you know, seeing it in a store. So um, what Mattel does is tr- they try to, pr- they invest so much in marketing and promotions. But what I always say is that that works for toilet paper or uh, toothpaste. But when you're selling toys to kids, um, you know, if the, if the kids, don't want it the the parents aren't going to buy it it's you there's there has to be a real pull for the product and i don't think mattel can really push it through gotcha does mattel have a future or is it can be a a downsized future do you think it has to be downsized. I mean, they, they actually have to. I think they're gonna they're gonna have to cut their dividend. They're they're in trouble. I mean, they're they're not. They have bad relationships with the inventors. I was talking with some of them, and those are the ones that uh, actually really create like 90% of the ideas and the products. And so they're they're so bureaucratic. It takes like eight different channels to make a decision, and by the time they make the decision, it's too late. So I mean, I I think that unless they completely change their strategy, they they fire their CEO. Hopefully, the the new one that they pick will be better. Um, they're they're really in the dark. House, and, and I don't really see how they can come out of it. I'm speaking with Jack Moore from TheStreet.com. He works closely with Jim Cramer putting together the portfolio of the Charitable Trust. Very insightful man. Any other nuggets you want to drop on us? We've got about a minute left. Um, I, I, well, I'll say this. Our biggest position now is Target, and we love that one. Uh, that's a domestic retailer. It's turning around. The new CEO closed the Canadian operations, and I think that um, it, it, it's going to have this analyst day on March 3rd that we're really excited about. And I, and I really think it's going to be lapping the disappointments from the credit card breach and, and emerge as a new company, and, and it's, uh, it's embracing the omni-channel. And, and I think it's a very interesting uh, investment. I've always gone into Target happier than I've gone into Walmart, so I'm with you on that. And I hear they're managing the port strike pretty well by building inventories, whereas some other retailers can be a little bit lean because of what's happening on the West Coast. Yes, yes, that's a great point. Yep, and, and, and that's where they, they also have an operational proficiency that I don't think a lot of the other retailers have. Thanks for joining me. It's good. Hope to talk to you soon. It's Jack Moore from TheStreet.com. He, uh, he talked a little Walmart, brought up the Apple car, Mattel Hasbro. That's pretty important stuff, what he said about Mattel being a little bit too bureaucratic. Uh, That is the start of a downfall of a company when you get to the point where you can't get stuff done, and it's problematic. And, you know, they've had the wrong product compared to Hasbro, and it's a product-driven game. I feel bad for almost both of them on some levels because... 
toy figurines aren't going to go away and toys aren't going to go away. They, I tell you, a lot of kids, you see four-year-olds, five-year-olds with iPhones in their hands at this point in time, and they can handle them better than mom and dad can. Anyway, you can find me at robblack.com. You can find Jack Moore at thestreet.com. And uh, you can find me at robblack.com. Big webinar coming up uh, shortly on income and retirement. Uh, it will fill up, so if you want to sign up for it, sign up at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Do what they told you. Now you do what they told you. Now you do what they told you. And 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 now you do what they told you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.